Hockey season is coming up, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great 22-23 hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey coming up by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink in November. All right. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Two Minutes for Roughing. I have Mark back for us for a very special episode. Uh, we are going to be interviewing Ryan Marker, but first we do have to go over the news uh, when it comes to the SPHL, especially this week. Uh, I guess let's just start talking about it. Coaches have been hired. Uh, coaches have left the Fed. They've moved to the SPHL. Let's, I guess let's start with the biggest one. Mark Brent Clark going to Knoxville, uh, a, a city where, you know, and I should say really a team that everyone kind of picked, Jason Price, uh, of course, a uh, well-known player uh, for the team and uh, not someone I love uh, for various reasons. I mean, thoughts on Brent Clark leaving? Did I say Brent Clark? Is Brent Clark leaving <laughs> Watertown uh, for the Knoxville Ice Bears? Honestly, if I'm Knoxville, that's a really – Really good hire right there. Brent Clark did an amazing job in Watertown this past season. Helped Watertown win a third Commissioner's Cup. Um, and, like, yeah, like, Brent Clark has – let's look at his uh, stats here as a coach. Well, of course, he also was a part of the, Elmira, uh, the Elmira Enforcers, yep. uh, which that, that's a, that, that was a team that had its controversies. But still, I mean, it was a very successful organization with his time there. <laughs> And you know what? He was even played a couple of games last year for for Watertown. Even got an assist. And he also played a lot for Elmira, especially because when I, I think basically the Fed's celebrity yeah. contracts are gone, but still. Yeah, like he played eleven games for Elmira and got like, and actually he he had eighteen points. Are you kidding me? <laughs> In eleven points. games between twenty eighteen and two and twenty twenty, uh, he had eighteen points, five goals, and uh, thirteen assists. God, I miss the celebrity contracts. So that was like that was like the last remnants of like the Fed's Wild West days. Wait a uh, minute, he was a massive Bloomington Prairie Thunder player. Really? At first, like that was his first team. Well, see, IHL. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wow. even played for the Bloomington Blaze for like five games in 2012. Dang, that's CHL. That's dying day CHL, but still. He look. Huh. This guy played for the for the AAHL with the West Michigan Blizzard. SPHL. No, no, you, 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 the AAHL. Yeah, it, it's the double AHL there. No, no, uh, I'm making sure that you said the AAHL because, like, that's like old school, old school. Well, I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, like this guy played some good games. But anyway, yeah, he was head coach of the, of the Myron Enforcers, uh, and he did really well there. He actually was the water, no, yeah, he was the Watertown Wolves head coach back in 2014 15 as well. Yeah, so he's leaving an organization that he knows very well, even though they've had uh, ownership changes also. Which, also, that's not the only uh, Watertown to Knoxville. Oh, my God, he won a Commissioner's Cup in 2015 with that with Watertown, too. Well, yeah, was he, wasn't he? he a player coach? Uh, player coach. Uh, wait. No, he did not play. That, that, that 2014-15, he did not play. Okay, so he was just coach then. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yep. still, ah. Uh, uh, so, there you go. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a really good hire for Knoxville. Um, this actually kind of scares me a little bit as a Havoc fan. I mean, this guy 
great dude all around. He works well with the players, and he's just a, a great coach. I'm kind of surprised the ECHL has not wait. Uh, he's a President's a Cup. Bit. Wait, he's a he's a uh, President's Cup champion too. Yeah, I, I forget which team. I think it's one of the defunct teams in the uh, Columbus. Maybe that might be it. When when did are you looking at like elite prospects right now, Mark? Yes. <laughs> well, just like, I, I actually didn't realize the info on this guy. I didn't realize it. Did you not um, do any research? We, we do it live, dude. We do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. No, it wasn't 2910. 2020. Did he win one with Huntsville? Two, no. two, you're 2009-2010, correct? You just said that? That's when you yeah, won? No, they, Columbus that, didn't win that year. That's Huntsville. That, that's no, Huntsville's but he was with Columbus that year. Okay, well, then did he when get did, traded? What? Then there must be a screw up then. He played for Huntsville for in 2010-11. Yeah, there must be a screw up with the elite. Or or wait, wait. Wait, I know what it is. I know what it is. So he didn't play any games in the playoffs, but and for the Mississippi Surge, he played for them in 2010-2011. In the regular season. And and yeah. So Uh, there you go. Yeah. So I mean, again, if I'm Watertown. This is a pretty late like departure uh, for for my organization. So, I mean, what are you looking at your assistant? Like, what what you know? Where would you be kind of looking at now, Mark? Well, right now, Watertown is uh, using their freshly hired assistant coach as now the interim head as the interim head coach, which is uh, Justin Coachman. Mm. I mean, uh, uh, does he have any like any other AC experience? I can't. He just he just he. his, he's played for them in the past, uh, so he knows the team. He's, he was a defenseman. Mm, I mean, uh, he, uh, I, I would definitely start looking for a head coach. Not, not, not trying to be a jerk, but yeah, like he he literally uh, just got hired. This this would be his first. This is going to be his first coaching season. I mean, ever. If I'm the Fed and if I'm looking for a coach, it's probably going to be dirty and quick right now. I mean, I got to feel bad for the new owner. Like that that kind of sucks to be in that position already. Well, what's crazy? Okay. And actually, now I know where he got the Nashville connection because during the fun 2020-2021 season, he was on the bench for the Ice Bears as an assistant. Yeah, I remember that. It, it was when, I think it was like right when he left Elmira and then he went to Wardtown. Yeah. So and since Wardtown, I don't think Wardtown played. He was yeah. with Nashville. So, so there, at least now we know actually where that connection was made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just thinking like possible Fed coach. Just like people that are kind of out right now. I mean, uh, oh, I do have one. Hold on, I'm trying to let me just see if I remember his name. Okay, I he got really screwed by a certain SPHL team. I feel still to this day. Oh uh, god, let me find this team. I said so many head coaches. I'm I'm gonna like make sure I got the name down. Perfect. Hang on. Uh, it's not him. He's already signed. Let me see if I can. Oh, here we go. Leo Thomas. I feel like that's oh. a redemption story right there. Ooh, ooh, ooh Leo Thomas. Uh, huh? Yeah. That, no, I, no, I, I, I really think he got screwed over, dude. I did. I, I've heard, I've heard too many stories where I'm just like, mm, I think Macon might have made a bad choice. I think, I think he got, I got, I think he got dealt, dealt a really, really bad hand, and he just had to do his best with it. Probably, yeah. God, I forgot he played a game for the Rivermen. <laughs> the first thing you think, hey, here's this assistant coach that played for that, that, that was Macon's head coach. He played for the Rivermen. <laughs> well, like I forgot about that. Like he okay because he was with uh, Bloomington, the Prairie Thunder at the time, and he got like we needed an extra player for a game, so uh, so he got man. he got one game and two penalty minutes. He got a minor penalty. 
Way to go. <laughs> Still, though, I, if I'm Watertown, and if anyone from there is listening, I would seriously look at Leo Thomas. Like, that's that's good. That That's someone I would uh, take a look at. Yeah, like, making look after their cup run back in 2017, they haven't been a great team. Uh, I, I, I forgot one thing, 2020-21, when they were... No, he was not on that team. He was not on... He was not. I know, but I'm, I'm still, like, making... They still had their, their two cups, even though they were the uh, making marksmen, basically, took all Faithful's guys, but still... No, no, he, they were the uh, Riverhawks, <laughs> Augusta. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I just... I'm really... Hang on. Oh, never mind. Okay, that's outdated. Uh, anyway... Um, I mean, anyone else you can think of that would be a real good shoo-in? Uh, I'm not as fam- to be honest, I'm not as familiar with, like, coaches. And, like, a lot of times co- with uh, coaching, this even happens in the NHL especially, uh, it ends up being more of a carousel than anything. That's true. So I, mean, I, can't, I can't really think of, like, any nearby, like, coaches that could give, fit in. Like, and, heck, uh, Motor City is still looking for a head coach. So like That's, that's- true also. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I guess let's also talk before about and also there is another little and then here's a so Knoxville also had a huge player signing this past week that also came from Watertown and I feel like maybe that's why he went to Watertown or might have went to Knoxville mm. and that was a uh, oh you forgot the name didn't uh, you well it's a okay I hope I'm pronouncing this right I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right I'm gonna try to see if I can pronounce this right uh. Alexander Zemeyev. Okay. Let's see. Uh, uh, name's so familiar. Season, he, this was rookie season for the Wolves this past year. 50 games, 91 points. That's why I remember his name. Yeah, a very good rookie. Yes, um, uh, 48 goals, 43 assists. So, did he ever get say, called up to the uh, SPHL? I don't think so. It was very, I no, that was a nope, he did not case. get called up. But now he has he, he's gone signed by Knoxville. Yeah, so... That's uh, not not. Uh, I'm sorry, I have some really bad feelings when it comes to Knoxville versus Huntsville games at this point. Not Knoxville got very Knoxville got very much stronger this last yeah. week with those with those two gained to a very good head coach and a very good young player coming in from the Fed. So yeah, no, All right. Knoxville Knoxville was kind of quiet for a while. Uh, they they make a noise now. They 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 are making a lot of noise. And speaking of teams making noise. Uh, the Vermilion County Bobcats—they've been kind of uh, silent uh, throughout the off season. They—they uh, they did sign some players. Uh, we didn't get to talk about that, but they have finally signed a new head coach. And yep. if you're a Pensacola fan, this is a little familiar. Uh, T.J. Sarcona uh, has been signed as the uh, head coach for the Vermilion County Bobcats. He used to play for Pensacola and uh, had a variety of experience until he went into coaching. So um, I think decent have very decent choice. I. I I th- again, I think you, there might have been some other, to be honest, there might have been some other choices out there. But uh, still, I, I can't say this was, you know, I can't boo-boo on it too much because, again, this is a player's coach. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take that assumption uh, based off how, how I've been uh, seeing some things. So, I mean, I, positive on your side also, Mark? It's a young coach. It's, a young, it's like, a, like he's like what? Like I want to say maybe the mid-30s? Uh, yeah, if you hear he actually, if he is thirty, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's young even for coaching. Yeah, he just turned thirty back in June. Um, yeah, he played a couple recent seasons with uh, Pensacola back in uh, twenty seventeen through twenty nineteen, and uh, yeah, he. Uh, I'm actually 
and since then he's been coaching like U16, U18 teams. So it's a really young guy, really like young coach, but he does know the league at least. Which that was something that someone like Nick Knight, like no offense to him, but Nick Nidar or David Ayers didn't exactly have. Like they actually know, like he actually knows the league and recently as well. So I feel like actually that experience could help a lot. Yeah, it could. I mean, could I'm I'm kind of wondering. I mean, there's not a lot of left, you know, with the SPHL. You don't really see a lot of turnover if you look at like a five year period. But I had to wonder, could we see maybe a couple of players come out of retirement, come play for Vermillion County for a season, and see if they want to stick around? I mean, that's I think that's a real possibility. It's possible. It's definitely possible. So I guess the question is now. Uh, I mean, we're looking at these two teams making. They, the rumor was maybe Friday, third slash Thursday night. They're going to have a head coach. There still has been no head coach. Supposedly, final interviews were literally like Thursday last week. I mean, how long can you hold out at this point, especially in the SPHL? Can't be much longer. Yeah, it's got to be now or never. We're 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 under two months away from the season. Oh, we're really that close. Um, wow. So, I mean, we they need to find a head coach immediately. Because and because right now, like it's going to affect how they run things here shortly, so they need to announce one very, very soon. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. Um. I just. I. 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 I'm, I. I always wish making the best, but man, this feels like another list of their mistakes, doesn't it? At least they're getting ice plant. Yeah, they're 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 at least beating Peoria in that. So. Oh, I know you hated that joke. I know you just did it. No, don't worry. I, 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 I sighed because I was I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of teams and mistakes, I should say, um, what, what's going on with season tickets? Because we were talking a little bit before the show. And it was like, okay, we got <laughs> yeah, to so, talk about this. So I'm working on like a little chart of like uh, season tickets for, for SPHL teams and uh, Fed teams. I'm over here. I realized, oh, shoot, I got one of these teams. Like, I got uh, the price wrong. It was for, actually, the team we're just talking about, the Knoxville Ice Bears. I thought their most expensive ticket was, like, $800, which is the highest, but it's, like, okay, it's not, like, ridiculous. I was wrong. I looked at it again. For one, like, it's, like, okay, so this we're talking, like, lower, lower bowl, like, right up against the ice. And if you know how the uh, Knoxville Coliseum looks and, like, how it, uh, how its seating chart is, there's like little seats right against the glass. These seats go for nearly eleven hundred dollars. One seat for a season, eleven hundred dollars <laughs> in the SPHL. Well, they need to take the hunts around and just sell them like on a per game basis because those are like seven fifty a game in Huntsville. So I don't know why they're no, just selling them like that. Huntsville's not even that. It's seven hundred in Huntsville. Right, you're talking about the ice box, right? Not like the suites. And the, yeah, the we're talking floor. like we're talking about like the yeah, like we're. Talk about like lower, lower bowl. Yeah. Okay. No, there's lower bowl. Like that's so they sell seasons for the lower bowl in Huntsville, but the ice suites, they're they're on a per game basis. Yeah. So like, yeah they, don't, they don't have season tickets for that. Although, speaking of stuff that probably should be sold as ice suites, <laughs> or another team, another team with purple, but this one in the Fed that is having that has really high, a really high ticket price that I'm just like, and, and like it's so high. So this one, could be the highest, but it's also because you have to buy two. Motor City, the new team in Fraser, Michigan, out of Big Boy Arena. Still love that name. Uh, 
they have they have so they have like the regular box seats like seventeen dollars. Okay, you know that's fine. It's a little high, but that's fine. Like it's reasonable. But then <laughs> let me just make sure I get the price exactly right here. Uh, so they have stuff like center ice countertop. They have okay, so they have center ice box seat, which is like just the regular box seats, but uh, near like between the blue lines and stuff. That's like twenty two dollars. Fine, that that checks out too. They also have like a countertop thing, which I'm guessing is just like you get a seat, you get a little counter that you can sit at, eat your eat your food, drink your drinks, you know, for twenty seven dollars. Fine, whatever. That's seven hundred twenty one dollars per season. Now they also have reserved tabletop. Reserved tabletop, as I'm gonna guess, is you get your own table and everything out in the corner of the ice. It is $55 for a single game, and for season tickets, you have to buy two. Okay, $55 for a single game? That sounds actually like a really decent deal. But but then you realize, wait, $55 to watch a Fed game. $55 to watch a, a Fed game on ice like that? It sounds like you're describing on ice. No, no, no. We're not talking about on the ice. This is up in... So it's not... It's in the corner, but not on the ice level. It's on the concession level. Oh, okay. So, are you talking about? Okay, so, so I sent this... you the picture. You yeah, see yeah, where it yeah, says yeah. tabletop talking... seating? Oh, that's you're talking about tabletops. Okay, I thought you were like for some reason talking about like ice yeah. for a reason. Okay, no. Oh, that's that's fifty five bucks a game. Yes, and the season tickets you have to buy two. You have oh. to buy two. Okay, now tell them the price. Now tell them the price of the two for two tickets. for two. <laughs> so you have to buy two or four, but it's the same price for one. If that makes sense, you have to buy two seats or four seats. Two seats. One thousand five hundred forty-five. If you're doing the four seat for a whole season, two thousand eight hundred eighty-four dollars. Now that's total. That, that's not each. Yeah, yeah. That's like total for all four seats. Which the base. So the single price for both of those, like, because there is one single price, is seven hundred seventy-two dollars and fifty cents. Mm, that is the highest out of any team not named the Knoxville Ice Bears. <laughs> I mean that that's 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 really kind of unbelievable. Like, I I get. You know, you're trying to make a little bit of profit. You know, it's your first year. You're probably not going to in, in a good setting. Like, but it's okay, like, it's probably more of like a party box thing. I feel like it, that's what it's best to use for. Like, it literally just looks like tabletop seating, where it's like like a like a bar where you like you pop up. Like Birmingham has this, but they don't charge you for it. It's like considered standing room. It's like you can pull up. It's, they literally have like like not foldable chairs. But well, they you know, no, they even have like a slap shot bar. On yeah, I know, I know, I know the, so the it's bar. But I'm what it about, is, so you can. Get the food for the concessions or the bar, put it over to the tabletop, and bam! Like you, you get, yeah, yeah, and you get to watch so, the game from that. I mean, this is probably just like bar chairs, and like you sit on a table and watch, like which is cool in some instances. But it's like if this was baseball, it'd probably be a lot better setting because you're outside. This is like indoors, so and the standing room. They are selling standing room tickets for sixteen dollars a game. Yeah, and uh, for those who are not looking at the map, if you have, have not seen the map of, um, you know, like, I'm gonna like, guess it's just angle. I'm, I'm gonna guess, even though it's like one box right there, I'm going to guess it's the entire like concession level. Yeah, and plus, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's mostly meant for like once everyone gets in their seats, like you could probably take a seat also. Yeah, but like four hundred dollars a season. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little much if you ask me. Yeah, it, it's really high. Uh, like, I don't think they're going to... Okay, I want to point this out. I don't think they're going to do bad in attendance. Fraser is a... Like, the arena's decent. There's plenty of people who want to watch ice hockey 
in the Detroit area, and that's a really cheap option. And like compared to like a Red Wings game at a brand new arena, that those prices are pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. if you want, and so I mean, if you want like to check out like, and plus they're gonna have a really they have a really good branding. Like they, I love the freaking branding. Um, oh yeah, I mean, and you know, of according to Matt, he's he's been hearing that the uniform, not just the uniforms, but the uh, uh, the jerseys look. Absolutely amazing, yeah. and like my yeah, he's been here from over the already amazing jer- uh, jerseys. So I really like, hope, I really hope it's a, it's basically the same jerseys they had they showed off back in twenty twenty. Yeah, I they, really they hope. never they never sold those. Like I'm like I, I would want them to I sell put, them. I want to buy one. <laughs> no, I literally put a hundred dollar bounty out like when that that was out there. Like like it just like even if like if it's just for sell, like I will pay extra plus the bounty. And like I, I don't think anywhere produced. I don't even think. Because you know, oh, because, you know, yeah, I, have, never I have the Mississippi prototype, which actually still have, I, I took with me to Tuscaloosa, and that's it. Like I don't, I, I, I seriously doubt there's a prototype out there even. Yeah, but I mean, this is uh, also the rink is kind of funky shaped. I mean, it looks. I mean, I, again, their website doesn't have any pictures, but it looks pretty. Are you talking about like the outside? Because it looks like no, 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 no. no, no. Like I'm talking about ice. the ice itself. Okay, so I mean, it's I very rectangular. Yeah, but like it's not like it doesn't seem super rectangular. It looks it looks like Huntsville's ice a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like I don't. I'm not a bit okay. I'm not a big fan of like rectangular ice. I like what uh, Peoria has, where it's more like you know. I think I see when I think of like a normal icy, I think of that. Well, I mean that's also because Peoria is not really like an ice. So I'm for that. Well, I think NHL also has standards, and I don't think that's an NHL like. It's weird. That actually. looks like an, the ice looks like an NHL standard. For, again, this is from the seats I'm at, from the pictures I can see. I, I'm not getting the greatest pictures I, from what I found. It just I don't know. Like although when I think of really rectangular, if you ever seen the uh, University of Illinois uh, club arenas, I uh, don't think so. That is rectangular. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, that is that makes this look like Peoria. <laughs> makes Peoria well, look like Peoria's. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I I feel like rectangular ice is kind of a little bit better anyway. So I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. But mm. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Do you want to save John Morassi for Ryan, or do you want to wait, go and talk about that? Let's save Morassi for Ryan. Okay. Yeah, I kind of want his opinions on that also. All right, folks. We are going to take a basically we're gonna we're, we're kind of having a way for Ryan to get on. So that's why we're filming all the new stuff first. We're going to put Ryan's interview in in just a second. So in three, two, one, you're hearing that now. And we have the wonderful Ryan Marker now here with us on Two Minutes Roughing. Ryan, how is your day so far? Uh, my day's been going good. You know, just the normal, you know, minor league hockey life stuff, just training in the gym, working on the ice three to four times a week so just that's pretty much what I've been doing and obviously you know some downtime with family and but you know it's September almost September now so it's you know time to kick it up another notch you know because season's right around the corner yeah I mean me and Mark were talking about that earlier I mean we're literally less than two months away so it's it's really exciting where we're reaching that point of okay this is serious go time you know people need to start making big decisions no, absolutely. You know, it's, it's obviously like this part of the this part of the summer, you know, anything moving forward, you know, is either going to benefit you in your season, you know, or, or hurt you. So, you know, you got to make the smart choices now. 
Yep. Uh, so, uh, Mark, before we get into like the, the, the cool questions, you got anything else uh, before we go into that? I, you know, I've been asked specifically by a certain uh, hero. Let's just point it uh-huh. like that. Uh, he he mentioned to me that I should ask about your junior playing days. About because we were getting because me and him were talking, uh-huh. and we're talking about like oh. You pulled in more game like points per game this season in the Fed than penalty minutes in the entire season. You only had one penalty this entire season. Yeah, but there's something that eat like elite prospects doesn't show. Your hockey career, where you apparently were quite the opposite from what he's told me. Yeah, so my um my game style changed um <laughs> um. My game style changed very, very quickly, like from like the 20, 21, 22 year old times. Because like when when I was in juniors, I I fought all the time. I used to get in like six, seven fights a season, which is a lot for me. And I there were some seasons I had over a hundred penalty minutes and stuff like that. And I don't know, just over time, I think I just grew up and I. I I guess I got more mature, you could say, because when I was a kid, I was kind of like a hothead, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't like a lot of the coaches that coached me, even though they were telling me to write things, you know, I was just a young kid and thought I was right about everything. You, you were the rebellious marker. Exactly. Exactly. And, and now like I'm the complete opposite and even players on my team, on any team that I play for, they're, you know, that obviously everyone goes back and searches everybody's page, you know, when you go to a different team, it's just the way it is. They're all, then they see like my playing style and they're like, I can't believe you were like that. And I was, and I just tell them, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's different now. You know, once I started putting in some goals, you know, I just started, felt like I should work on that instead of being in the box all game. <laughs> and putting in goals, you do and do deed. You putting yes. up some of the best numbers in the Fed. Yeah, um, I've, I've been doing pretty well the past few years. Yeah, so I guess let's talk about that. Your 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 story goes. You're you're having a really great career, especially in the Fed. You're, you move from Delaware. You're going into Watertown now. New ownership. Uh, they uh, you know just sadly lost uh, uh, Clark to Knoxville. That you're coming in probably with another head coach now. I mean, how's that feel? And like, how do you, how do you feel about this new transition? Oh, so, so, so I'd rather just clear this up now. Nothing's too totally official yet with any trades. So, yeah. so like, I'm not, I'm not. He's still, he, he I'm, is still I'm, a Delaware Thunder. I'm still a Delaware Thunder player. Oh, I, okay. Right I didn't now. know about that. No, 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 no. You, trust me. You are not the only one. That, that thought that I've gotten calls the last couple of days because rumors have been swirling around. So I've had to tell a few people, but obviously I'd rather, you know, clear it up, you know, that not nothing fully has happened yet. I'm still with the, with the Delaware Thunder, but hopefully something, you know, gets done in the next, you know, couple of weeks. I'm hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what, you know, I think let's just go and talk about it. I mean, I, it's kind of been out there for a while. I mean, I hate I hate being a, like you know like a jerk about everything, but it's not like let's be honest. The Delaware's not exactly the world's greatest organization. Uh, just I guess at this point, you know, I'm not going to ask for details or anything like that, Ryan. But I guess 
how, how long do you think he'll be waiting for this trade? Um, I mean, it, I mean, it, it could be, it could be, uh, it could be weeks. It could be months. You never, you never know with this guy. And I'm not going to say names, but you know, you're never going to know. You never know with the ownership, you know, what they're going to do. They're, they're just a very, very unpredictable type of people. Like, you know, one day they say something, the other day they say something else and, you never get a straightforward answer from them. So, you know, it's, I mean, I would like to say sooner than later, but who, who knows? I mean, you know, you, you could talk to them Tuesday and they'll be like, oh, you know, we're getting close to something. And then Thursday, Friday comes around and, you know, everything completely shuts down. So, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up. Obviously, obviously, you know, playing for the Delaware Thunder, you know, obviously there were some positives in there. You know, I, you know, they gave me, you know, the, the opportunity to really show myself and, you know, show who I am as a player, but. Yeah. You've been a bright spot on that team, which there isn't much to speak of when it comes to bright spots on that team. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, obviously, uh, when it comes to the future of my career, I obviously want to go play somewhere else because I want to go try to win a championship somewhere. That's my goal. And, yeah. and that, that's truly what I want because the way I look at it is, it's like, you know, obviously putting up points is cool and individual success is awesome. But what's the sense of doing all that if you're not winning any games? Like I, I'd rather be somewhere where we're going to win games. And even if I go somewhere and say, you know, instead of a 95 point season, I had a 75 or 80 point season, but we're winning and, you know, we win a championship. I much rather have that. Like I'm all about the team and I'm, I'm, I really try to base everything I do off of team success. And I'd rather see the team succeed over me. Like, like I'm all about the other 20, 25 guys that are on the roster. I, I want to see everyone succeed. I completely get that sentiment. So, I guess I, I, I got I hate asking this question because I, I thought we were kind no, of moving into we're moving into the more happy part. You, but. you can bring up anything you want. I okay. <laughs> Have you been? I know this is like this is a somewhat common practice that's used when disputes happen. Uh-huh. Uh, have you been considered retired yet? Have I been considered? Well, retired. You're, yeah. You're saying if I considered to retire? Oh no, no, yeah. no. I'm talking about like the you know. I'm talking about like the you placed on the retirement list, and then people have to wait a year to come back into the system when it comes to free agency. And oh that. no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not retired. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely. I definitely made sure that I didn't. Like during at during this whole process, I never said anything about retirement because. You know, God forbid, I don't want them to take that and be like, oh, you know, he's, you know, you said he's retiring, you know, because that's, that's far from the truth. So, yeah, like you want to, you just said, like, you want to be a good player, but you also want to make sure you're on a good team. You want to win a title. Yeah. So my, I know it's, I mean, my, my career, it's, it's been a little weird. So I, um, I actually played for Delaware before the like before the COVID stuff. Yeah. And, and they actually traded me. 
to Watertown. Yeah, to Watertown. Yeah, and and I was very happy because Watertown that year was like the second best team in the league, and you know they, I was given everything that I wanted, and you know when I went there, I think I played twelve or thirteen games with them. I think we won. Twelve. I think we won eleven or twelve of them, and and we were. You put up some good points in those games too. Yeah, I was about to say. I remember that trade was big. Yeah, I um, but yeah, no, I was like, honestly, it was weird. It's like, I was like, when I first got there, uh, I I didn't put up too many points like my first three games, and I'm like, what's going on? And it, it was just it was just different being on a team with like actual really high end players. Like you know, you have to learn to work together instead of doing everything yourself. Like I had to do in Delaware for a while, and. But once we got the chemistry going, it was uh, our team was unstoppable. And I think we won literally the next ten after that happened, and then that's when COVID hit and shut everything down right before playoffs. Yeah. God, yeah that 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 was, that was, those were two really good seasons when you talk about the SPHL and the Fed. I mean. As someone who was covering mainly the SPHL at the time, that was the tightest playoff race I've ever seen. And then for the Fed, I mean, I think the only really bad team was like, but that was Battle Creek because, of course, yeah. you know, they only won their one game. And so oh, yeah. Was, yeah. As somebody as somebody who is a Riverman fan in SPHL, and they were one of those top two teams that was like super close. They could and what sucks, they were going to go play Fayetteville that, like, that weekend when everything mm-hmm. shut down. They were going to play Fable that weekend. Honestly, I joke that they should have just done it anyway and determined the cup winner like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think if like if they if they had said, "All right, you bought your hockey TV subscriptions and everything that year, we are cutting that off. We are going to pay like a hundred make hundred dollars pay per view. This is the championship. We're calling it with COVID." I mean, I think they, they would have made some serious cash. It's like those were the yeah, two best teams you could have gone from there. And they were good, and they were heading to Fable. Like it was like it was. Perfect. It was like, well, but I mean, at least, at least for the Riverman, they got that cup title. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So, Ryan, I, now that I think about it, you, you maybe bring up the question: What was the what? What was everyone's reaction when Battle Creek won that game in Elmira on guaranteed win night? <laughs> oh, that 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 went around the league like that. It, it was. It was like wildfire the way that went around the league. No, oh, no, that no went one, far beyond the league, man. Yeah, I, that went. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, it was. Um, it was. Uh, it was definitely crazy, especially on that type of night too. <laughs> you know, guaranteed one night they get their only win of the year, and and I'm actually I was actually very good friends with the head coach on Battle Creek, so I sent him a message and we talked about everything too. He, he was laughing at that too, like how they happened to beat him on that type of night. God, that me, was just, that, that was the fake. ultimate middle finger. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I, I do have to ask. You're you're in Delaware, so you're in the Empire Division when it comes to the Fed. Uh huh. Binghamton, Binghamton has decided to sign a good old fashioned Danbury Trasher, John Morassi. I gotta yeah. ask, as a player, you, you're more focused on your points. You're not focused on the penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts on how that man's gonna be on the ice with you? Uh you know, it's it's someone that you obviously have to watch out for. You know what I mean? Like it's obviously he's 
he's um he's as tough as they come, you know what I mean? So it's going to be hard to to have anyone in the league that's going to be able to deal with a guy like that. But I actually I actually got to talk to him before. He, he is a great guy off the rink, but on the rink, you know, he's you know he does his job very well. That's typically how it goes with the goon types. In, in so, no, oh yeah, to be honest with you, the well, whatever you want to call them, goons, fighters, enforcers. Yeah, enforcers. They're usually the nicest guys on the team off the rink. I mean, I've met Ryan Reeves. He's an incredibly nice gentleman. But you do not want to meet him on the ice. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> just and I'm, just, I'm, I'm really surprised he came back. I mean, he's been away since Mark. You probably got me on this. 06, since the trash just went away. No, no, no. That was early on in his career. I mean, he's been playing off and on until uh, like one. Like he stopped playing like 2014. They had like. It was something weird like that. Like he went away for a long time. He played like a few games and then he left again. He's been playing uh, senior hockey now. Ah, uh, okay. Up in, uh, Canada. That's probably why I just have the, the spotty memory that comes that. Okay, so I guess Ryan, I have to ask this this part. You're 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 going down the ice. Yeah. You are forced to into into a situation where you got the defenders are right there with you. Do you listen to the crowd and shoot? Never. <laughs> the crowd's always wrong on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to say all the time, but 90% of the time. Uh, especially, oh, my God. Like, I um, I live right outside of Philadelphia, so oh. I'm a huge Flyers fan. And that's all they do all game. Shoot. 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 I, yeah. they, don't realize, I, they don't realize how it is, you know, when you're on the ice. Like, obviously – can't just throw everything at the net. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think, like, you know, I, I, maybe it's just because, like, you know, we're as me, just me as a fan, I mean, I'm used to the cheap seat view, which is, I think, actually the better view because you get a whole view of everything. Oh, yeah. You have to wonder, some, you have to wonder sometimes. Oh. Yeah. You have to wonder sometimes. I always wonder, are we always just a little more correct sometimes? Because, I mean, of course, you, you have to deal with the idea of, okay, I got these guys on me. I have to make sure I'm aiming at the – I'm not going to make a terrible shot. I got to go – I'm aiming right for this area. I got to pass it. I mean, that's always the one thing I always had in my mind because it's like, are we just a little more correct or, if we, or, or is the player the right on the right option right there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could be 50-50, I guess, you know. I'm not going to say the the fans aren't always aren't aren't ever right. I mean, you know, sometimes the, they definitely are. Well, I think the other thing is like fans also can see more than what you like. If you're on the ice, you're not going to be seeing everything around you at that time. Oh yeah, exactly. So, in situations like that, I could see like okay, the fans have clearly the upper hand because they can see everything and how everything's developing. No, absolutely, I agree with that. But, I mean, they also aren't the ones trying to find a way to get a small little piece of vulcanized rubber past a, a six-foot goaltender. Exactly. You know, it's, it's harder than what it looks, too, at the same time. At the same time, yeah, you know, they, they get a good view of everything. But it also, on the other hand, you know, it's, it's not easy for us to, to do things that they see sometimes either. Yeah. All right. Speaking of fans. 
most hostile place that you've had to play in? Damn Barry. <laughs> yep. That, that was it section. Oh God, Chris is gonna get mad at me if I don't get this correct. Is it section one hundred two? It's one hundred two. Oh, Kristen, I'm sorry. All right, so I'll uh, I'll tell you a funny story. So I was actually <laughs> so that they used to hate me a lot. I very well, I guess they still do, but yeah. So I, you know, they always chirp me when I'm out there, and the one time, like I never pay attention to fans, like ever, and. I happen to like be warming up and I look over at this fan. He legitly has a picture of my wife on a bill. <laughs> what? And oh, dude, he, it, it said some crazy things on it. I was honestly, I didn't know whether to be mad or laugh. So I kind of just like laughed. So I kind of didn't let it bother me, but it was just, I have never seen anything like that. They are creative. Ooh, yeah, like, no, like I understand having a picture of myself, but having a picture of my wife—that means they actually like looked me up, like hardcore looked me up. <laughs> no, no, Mark Hargot, was this like beginning of the season or was this like yeah, mid-season? Like, mid-season. Okay, okay, that makes a little more sense because Delaware's played Stanbury bunch, but it's like, oh. Man, I don't know. I think I would go into the crowd if that was me in your shoes. I don't know how you didn't. Like that's that's yeah. crazy. You should you should have let Junior Hockey Marker appear for like one game there. Yeah, I know, right? I should have, you know, did one of them old slap shot scenes, hopped over the glass with my skates on. Oh, God. <laughs> man! Oh my gosh! That, I, I, I heard I, Section One Hundred Two is crazy. I didn't think they were that crazy. Oh. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I, I, was, I, I would say, in my opinion, it, it's I, it's definitely them because I played them the most. But I'm not gonna lie, Elmira had some crazy fans too. Uh, the, I could well, well, of course. Uh, I mean, come on, they were they were encouraged. Let's be honest with that. They were they were very much encouraged with some people over there. Oh yeah, those, for oh sure. yeah. But honestly, like, but yeah, like w- if you get. But they always kind of seem like the crowd, like even when they weren't like pun, not 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 meaning to do a pun here, but enforced uh, to do it. They 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 were already kind of crazy to begin with. Then you just put fuel onto the fire, and uh, and that's never a good idea. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, but 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 Mark, you can correct me. Was it? Was it, it wasn't Delaware when Robbie went down and pushed the ref? Was it? No, oh. no, no, it wasn't. Okay, no, yeah. yeah, no. Which which team was it? I want to say it was one of the new teams that year. Was it, uh, oh, was it Carolina? It, it, that that sounds right. I remember yeah. there was some beef between think, those two I think, teams. I think it might have been Carolina. Yeah, uh, that, that, like that that was more than like personal. It was like that 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 relationship was terrible between Elmira and Carolina. No, that uh, that was blood feud. Like yeah. that's okay. Sorry, to keep bringing up the SPHL, but like that's where Peoria and Roanoke are starting to get to. Yeah, it, it's it's bad, right? I mean, you're kind of been like an observer of all this. Like, I, how did you feel? Like, okay, you have the the the, the get the ref push game that gets postponed. You have Barry then get into a fight with some people with some Elmira players during the championship. I mean. That was a crazy relationship when uh, the enforcers were around, wasn't it? Between them and Carolina. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was a huge rivalry. 
Yeah, I just and and by, by the way, this was like personal, personal. I yeah, I, the, the bounty's still on there. By the way, I'll put it. I'll still put it out there. I think it is a hundred bucks. I'll still keep a hundred bucks. Supposedly there was a leaked phone call and it was recorded. And that's all I want. I want the phone call. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No rivalry was bigger though than that I've ever seen between uh, I think Carolina and Columbus. Oh yeah, now that one has oh that's huge. Good. But yeah, that one that's, now you're that's adding like, uh, the Seawolves into it. Yeah, the you know they'll. Oh, it's not—it's not gonna be crazy between Biloxi and Carolina because they got Barry. But I think between that and Columbus, ooh, that, yeah. that that has potential. Oh yeah, I think so too. I agree. Yeah, I'm really interested though with Biloxi because again they've had those three games that were really successful. I mean, super successful. And then you're you're bringing in a new team. You're going to do the same thing with Baton Rouge up ahead up ahead in December and January. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I I just had to like, let's see. Delaware didn't play any of the Biloxi games, but um, I don't think Bartown's going to play any of the, the beverage games if things happen to work out. I don't think Delaware's not either. Um, have you talked to any of the players? Have, did they ever talk about what Biloxi felt like uh, when they played there? Oh, yeah. No, they every, every player that I've talked to said they absolutely loved it. The atmosphere was unreal. I mean, it broke a tennis record. So, I mean, it was an atmosphere that really none of the players were really used to. And they're just like, oh, I just imagine how surreal that must have felt. There was over what, 8,000? For one of the games, yeah. I think, I think, I'm from my understanding, they they think maybe 9,000 for the last game. Yeah, it was close to 9,000. I wonder, I wonder how much they're going to average per night during the year. Yeah, that's could, my one thing. Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna. My guess is around four point five. Lead, if not league lead. Yeah, I, I mean they also they have that big arena. Like that's that's like an that's that's ECHL level, and of course you know the Seawolves. But yeah, that's that's still a big arena. Oh yeah. Mm. All right, Mark. Do you have any questions? Look, I got in my one uh, con- contract contractually obligated. Uh, Piece of topic oh. for Ryan Marker. I shouldn't be fired now by uh, Matt. <laughs> okay, do it, do it. No, no, I already got. No, I already did it. Okay, all right. Okay, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You okay? You got the you got the junior question. All right, Ryan. Thank you for the interview. Uh, so people can. Uh, I know you like to kind of do some stuff on social media and stuff like that. Do you want to put your stuff out there or not? Really? Yeah, I, I don't mind. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and put it out there. It, so it's just. You know, my name, Ryan Marker on Facebook and then on Instagram, on Instagram, it's, uh, actually, you know what? Now you're making me think what it is. I think I'm pretty sure it's just Ryan. Oh, Ryan Marker 16 on Instagram. And then same thing with Twitter. Um, on all of them. And I post on all of them very, very, like very frequently. So, I mean, (laughs) Facebook and Instagram, I post every day and, you know, I, on Facebook, you'll see me. I, I troll a little bit. You know, I, I, I throw. You we know, do a I, little I mess, trolling. Yeah, I mess with a lot of people on Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have to admit it. That's that's something I wish to kind of get back into. So, uh, but I can only, rando. But I can only, yeah. I can only have so much fun and troll so much because, you know, I'm being watched. Like, so, 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So you're alluding to something. I'm not going to – I think people will figure that one out, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. All right, Ryan, thank you once again. Uh, we can't, can't wait to talk to you again. I think after the season we might have to bring you back on to talk about everything. No, absolutely. Yeah, you, thank you for having me. You know, I look forward to being on again. All right. We'll talk to you in just a bit. All right, and thank you, Ryan, for that wonderful interview. So, Mark, you had some stuff with the ECHL that you wanted to talk about before we ended off the show. Yes. So, as of the day we're recording this, uh, the affiliations for the ECHL this season are all finalized now. And but I but I learned something today from uh, uh, Andrew Z. Uh, A. Zarinsky, I think is his name. Zardin- A. Zardinsky on Twitter. Um, he posted an entire thing of this is when the ECHL teams of agreements with their NHL parents end. And five of those teams, five of the teams in the ECHL should have already ended according to their last publicly known uh, expiration dates. So did they expire? Is it just like limbo or what exactly is What it? I'm going to guess is that I'm going to, well, absolutely they've been re-upped at some point or extended at some point. But I'm going to guess COVID kind of messed with things. And for that reason, we're kind of just seeing like this void period where they're, they're technically still affiliated, but they're not at the same time. Like I said, I think they're, I think they've re-upped, but they just never got around to announcing it publicly like they typically would mm. because of COVID. Like it's, it was all hectic. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for the show, guys. Uh, I did announce this at the very, very end of the of the last episode, uh, but we do have a voicemail line now. So if you want to call in questions, comments, anything like that, heck, you could end up on the show. Call 205-928-3041. And once again, that number is 205-928-3041. Again, questions, comments, anything like that, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put, we'll play them on the air and we'll, you know, we'll answer them as you have it. So that is it uh, for now. That This is me, the minor league rando. You can find me on Twitter at minor league rando. And where can they find you, Mark? You can find me at the prospector hockey. That's prospector eight C K Y. All right, guys, we will see you next week at the same place on Spotify, Apple and Google podcasts. Until then, stay safe. See you.